You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The measure of Christ's gift is the title of this devotion. We're dealing with, uh, we're looking at the book of Ephesians over these devotions, and it's a phenomenal book. I love it. I can really not get enough of reading it. It is just so glorious. And here it says, to each one in Ephesians 4 verse 7, to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. You see, friends, in this life that we have in Jesus and He has in us, we begin to experience abilities, graces, by which we become known over time. If you think, for example, of the difference between Peter and John and Paul, we have their books in the New Testament. Peter was a whole different kind of man than John. And, you know, if you think about it, did the measure of Christ's gift to Peter, was it greater than the measure of Christ's gift to John or to Paul? Well, we know the end of their lives. But if you would have been there in the beginning and you would have seen the life that they had to live because of what Christ entrusted to them, Peter... He was kind of the first among the apostles. That's why he kind of is a bit more known in some of his ways than some of the other apostles. But Peter, if you think about it, on the day of Pentecost, Peter was the great preacher. Peter was was the great preacher. John was supporting him. Now, John was quite a bit younger than Peter, but he was supporting Peter. Example, in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John went to the temple to pray at the hour of prayer at 9 in the morning. And as they entered the temple, there was a lame man begging who had been lame from birth. And Peter said to him, Look at me, silver and gold have I not, but what have I give to you? Rise and walk. And immediately he received this healing. And then everybody looked at him and Peter said, Don't look at me. It's not my virtue or power not my godliness or my power that made this man whole, but it was Jesus and through faith that comes by Jesus that this man is received. And you see Peter and you see John supporting. Now John also had a busy life taking care not only of his own family, his own wife and children, but he also took care of Mary and the children of Mary. Joseph was passed away and Jesus had four natural brothers. We know their names. Uh, James, Jude, Joseph, Joseph, and Simon. Those are the three natural brothers of Jesus. We have two of the, them in the Bible, in the book of James, and in the book of Jude. So then you have, he had, is believed, also four sisters. So it was a big family, nine children, if you include Jesus among them, even though, of course, his conception was by divinity, by the Spirit. But here, John took care of them all. 
If you look at the cross, Jesus says, Mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother. And from that day, it says, he, she went to go live with him, with the family. You would think that's a great honor. I would agree. But that is no small task when you know that those brothers really struggled in their faith. They even came against Jesus uh, quite harshly. If you want to be so famous, why don't you go show yourself instead of hiding here in the wilderness? And Jesus stayed calm and he said, listen, my time is not yet come, but your time is already here. If you want to go, it's time for you to go. Everybody's going, go. But my time is not yet come. And Jesus, he was always sensitive to the will of his father. And his brothers didn't understand that until they received the Holy Spirit. And here... John had to take care of them, but that all was part of God's plan to prepare John, to train him, to make him the apostle of love. While he supported Peter and was happy to support Peter, and Peter was prospering by the Spirit of the Lord in advancing the gospel, as you can read in the book of Acts, in such phenomenal ways. Was Peter given more? Well, if we look at, at the history of their lives, I would not think so at all. Because we have the Gospel of John, we have 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and we have the book of Revelation. John outlived all the apostles. The book of Revelation he wrote when he was about almost 100 years old, when he was there on that island. And, and you know, dear friends, God has a way to measure out, or I would say Jesus has a way to measure him out into all of our lives so that we all may come to fullness to fulfill that which represents him in what's been given to us. I say this with the deepest concern that you do not look at others and wonder, Lord, what about me? And I understand that feeling. In 1986, I prayed a prayer. I'll never forget it. I was on my knees in, in this town of Bath, in this nation, in the city of Bath, in the little, little church building, in the, in the cellar of that building, where I would pray for many hours a day on Coombs Hill. I'll never forget it. And I was on my knees on that little carpet, a little green carpet. And I said to the Lord, Lord, please do not bring me up if I'll shame your name. I'd rather be nobody than to be somebody and shame your name. And that was a Holy Spirit prayer that the Lord put into me because over the years, when I would see the Lord measure himself out to others as they advanced in his work in his kingdom, and I seemed to have been left behind and I at times was feeling the pain of the calling, what he had intended for me, but the fulfillment was not manifesting. And I would weep and say, but Lord, but Lord, in other words, what about me, Lord? And he would remind me of that prayer and I'd yield again under the yoke of the Lord. You see, it says in Matthew 11 that if we yield to his yoke, to his forming and making and disciplining, then we will find rest for our souls. And in that rest, he is able to unveil that great measure 
of all he's predestined us to. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 that we must press on in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 to enter that rest of his making and his working and his forming and shaping us after his own nature and image. But you see, friends, I want to encourage you today. John entered into whom we know him to be much later in life. He started out in, in the book of Luke, we read, to be called the son of thunder and became an apostle of love. And it shows you the transforming grace that comes into our lives as we become one with Jesus and he begins to measure into us himself. Measure means with every layer, with every trial we go through, with every working of circumstances, of commitments, of dedications, of sorrows, of griefs, of losses. He's formed in us. He's formed in us by His Spirit. And the measure begins to increase of the conformity to His nature and character. And then you take the Apostle Paul, he said in John, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, I was almost born too late for this. I was born out of season for this. And yet I, who am the least of all the apostles and not worthy to be called an apostle, am what I am by his grace. And I have labored more than them all, yet not I, but the grace that is with me. And we have 13 books in the New Testament given to us by the Apostle Paul. And yes, he came into his apostleship so many more years later. And it, in other words, I've missed it. I, 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 when I was a young man, I wasn't like Peter and John. I wasted all those years in persecuting the church and in, in being arrogant and hardened through my pride. And I wasted all those years, but look how the Lord can take a life that seemed to have been wasted and turn it into one of the greatest blessings. And I say all of this to encourage you to not think that your measure will not be full if you yield it up to the Lord. God is not looking Somebody said, Catherine Kuhlman said, for a golden vessel or silver vessel, but a yielded vessel. And as you keep yielding to Christ and say, I'm yours, Lord, save me. And you keep yielding to him and yielding to him, I guarantee he will bring you to full measure of himself. Now, before I finish this devotion, I would like to read from Galatians something that shows you Paul and Peter. And I read this about Peter because I love all these men. I love Peter, I live, love John, I love Paul, and I learn from them. And this is one thing that I personally think is so sweet about Peter. And it's important about Paul. It says in Galatians 2 verse 11, now when Peter, Paul was writing, had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. 
And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. It shows you how important it is that we are a good example, because others are joined to us and what we do affects them. And when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, now if you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as Jews, why do you compel the Gentiles to live as Jews? We, who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. And then he says, look, Peter, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I, the Jew, the Benjamin, the Pharisee, as he describes himself in Philippians 3, who lives... But Christ lives in me and the life I live in this body. Yes, it's a Jewish body. But that body is dead because of sin. And the life I live in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He says here in in chapter 2, verse 20 of Galatians, he says, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness, significance, value comes through the law, Jesus died in vain. If we could have made it to be significant before God through our keeping the law, Christ didn't need to come. But none of us were able to make it because through the law, no one is made perfect before God. And so he (laughs) rebuked Peter and importantly so. Paul had that kind of strength. Listen closely. Listen, please. Paul had that kind of strength despite that those who truly were God went off without malice. It wasn't malice. It was just culture. It was just the culture of the Jewish culture, that that familiarity of relations that pulled them off. But Paul was able to hold. And how we need that part of Paul today to not be pulled off with the culture to the point where we don't even dare to say what we believe or who we are or what we live for. No, friends, we must never be ashamed of being born of God, being a new creation, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost and power. We should never be ashamed. No, we need to be radical Christians and we need to be wise about it, meek about it, but uncompromising about it. Can I hear an amen? Yes, Paul was able to hold despite that Peter, Barnabas and the others all went off. And we need to be able to hold today. And Peter, my goodness, can you imagine how that affected him? That was such a stern exposure and that he blew it. (laughs) He made a mistake there. And you see, friends, when we make a mistake, especially when it comes to the values of, of being witnesses of Christ, it can be so crushing, so crushing. But what should appear out of that crushing should be that sweet surrender by which we were converted 
that sweet repentance that God imparted by which we were converted. And in closing here in 2 Peter chapter 3, I want you to see that is the heart of true Peter. The true Peter, and that's why Jesus chose him. And that's why Jesus never gave up on him despite that he had some, some things to learn like us all. We see right here, Peter. Look at Peter. And I want to be like Peter. And I want to be like Paul. And I want to be like John. You see, grace is given according to the measure of Christ's gift. The measure of Christ's gift. Oh, friends, I am so grateful that he withholds nothing. And he works all things for good to conform us to his image. Look at Peter here in 2 Peter 3, starting at verse 15. And consider that the long-suffering, Peter is saying, of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also with the rest of the scriptures. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Do you see how Peter talked? about Paul, not with some kind of bent inside of him because his pride was affected in front of everybody. No, my friend. He says, as our beloved brother Paul, and he read all of Paul's letters. You see, sometimes, folks, it shows why our heart does not experience an increased measure of Christ because pride is still holding it back. Pride can be such a cruel, cruel resistance to the very beauty of the meekness of the Lamb. And God would work through the sufferings of this life to help break down that pride if we do not humble ourselves. But my goodness, can pride be a stubborn resistance to God? And I pray that we shake off all the pride and humble our hearts and follow Peter who showed the sweetness of humility by how he loved and honored Paul and read all of his letters and called him my beloved brother. And how he showed that Paul's writing was of the scriptures. Oh, friends, I pray that when you are chastised in this life, as all of us should be, Hebrews chapter 12 talks about, none of us can walk as legitimate children of God without chastisement, whereby we become partakers of His holy nature. And as we are corrected and as we're disciplined and as we are confronted at times, that we show that sweet humility we see in Peter so that the measure of Christ can grow in us and grow in us and grow. And I pray that there is nothing in us that withstands the increase of Christ in us. 
because I tell you the measure of Christ wants to grow in you to the point where you are wholly filled and flooded with God Himself and God will withhold no good thing as you keep yielding and humbling towards Him. Amen. Have a good day.